righty. Welcome back to Jacob V Weekly. Um, I'm here with Boys with Scarves, and we're going to talk all about who and what that is and why. We just want to start by reminding you that the only way to support this show financially is to go to patreon.com slash Jacob V uh, for your minimum four pieces of exclusive monthly content. Uh, we also have... Uh, regular episodes of the podcast lined up for the season, so don't freak out. Also, before we get started, we'd like to remind you to visit our friends at Caddyshack. That's Caddyshack IL on Facebook, independent family-run cat rescue, for which uh, I help with uh, all manner of, of things. It's a very tiny operation, and if you're going to give anybody money for anything, uh, go help them. Um, let's jump over. Uh, let's just introduce... Um, our friends uh, here. Chris, who have you brought me this morning? I have brought you my friend, Jim Oosley. Jim Oosley. Hi, I'm a Gemini and I enjoy parasailing. Thank you. Oh, and Gemini. Uh, that's it. That's what the thing is. I couldn't figure out what the thing was. And it's the Gemini thing, which I'm totally for. Yeah. But I wasn't, I couldn't, I, I didn't, couldn't put my finger on Geminis it. Geminis are weird and they're a right. lot of trouble. Right. So we need, I need you to realize this going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, my wife is a Libra. Okay. So. Uh, well, that's, that's a problem for me. And then next to Jim, Chris, who have you brought me today? Well, Jim and I brought you Oscar, Jim and I. <laughs> Brought you ah, ah. Oscar Madrid. Yeah, you, you kind of stepped on a thing that yeah. Jim and I have. Oh, which I'm sorry. is a K-pop duo. Not good, buddy. It's called. Uh, you guys still do the yeah. K-pop duo thing? Yeah, you know it's called Jim and I. I'm that. sorry, I did not know. Well, you I'm, not, knew that. I'm not part of you it. You knew that. Yeah, you knew that. But that's why you uh, did it because you're spiteful. Because you're a demon. Classic Chris. You're a fucking. I like. I like how he conveniently forgets that. You know, we're in a K-pop band together, right? And uh, but for some reason, when we're on tour, he always wants backstage passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we told him a thousand times: no head, no backstage pass. Right. Which I don't. So I don't know why it's a problem because I've supplied that on several occasions. You have. <sighs> you are good. You are good. Nobody so, sucks dick like you. Yeah. Um, oh, I have to sorry. start with. Um, I'm actually really excited that you guys are here. I'm sorry I didn't chime in more while I was setting up. I usually am trying to save my chi for when we're on mic here. Uh, I didn't necessarily realize going in. I saw the RFT article about boys with scarves. Uh, I didn't immediately recognize the names, and then there were scarves and sunglasses. So I didn't necessarily pop out that I know all of you guys already for a different thing, and I want to talk about that at some point. Um, but. I just listened to the whole album, Boys with Scarves. How would I should I what should I tell people it is? <laughs> well, it's a you know, it's a sketch comedy record, which really hasn't been done really like we're doing it since the seventies. So I mean, we're, not well the way we are anyway. It hasn't <laughs> sure. been done well since then. <laughs> but it's a bit out of step with time, but it's basically, yeah, it's a collection of sketches. It's like going to see a, you know, a live show, but it's it's just the audio version of it, you know. Um, so it's a sketch comedy record. Yeah. And the act, though, is also called Boys with Scarves. Correct. Yes. And so what would you call that outfit? You mean the, uh, our, our fashion, you mean? No, or... no, no, the operation, like the, <laughs> the, the collection of people. The collection I want to get to the uniform. There's obviously a uniform. 
there is a uniform. It, uh, the uniform is a vibe. But I, yeah, our, our, we, we kind of consider ourselves like a band, like a comedy band right, group. Yeah, right. and, and that group is called Boys With Scarves. Yeah, and that was kind of what I was hoping you would say. And my outfit that I'm wearing right now, by the way, is called Floppy. Yeah, good. He's in the streetwear. Yeah, good. yeah, good. Um, so, why do a full length comedy record right now, um, instead of TikToks or YouTube or uh, an episodical comedy podcast? That's a format <laughs> because, people are trying <laughs> because we're old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we did. We did. We were talking about this. We did some market research, and we saw a great big gaping hole that we thought we could fill with just a little bit yeah. of sketch comedy, and it's a, just a, kind of a yeah. high market. I think I totally wait, agree. Oscar had a Oscar had a term for this. What did you call that? A beach something? Yeah, beachhead customer. That's mm. what we were really searching for. Um, I think we're still searching for that. We haven't quite found that. <laughs> Uh, early adopter, and by um, that you mean one. We we're looking for one audience. Yeah, member. could we yeah. find I, that 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 perfect? You I, know, uh, I I think yeah, we did find like a, yeah, I think we did find a beachhead though. It was like Normandy, where it was just we got fucking totally massacred. <laughs> Can I? So this is what I was thinking about driving around. World War Two jokes. I mean, like how old? Yeah, are God we damn really? it, Jim <laughs> yeah, and Oscar. Close. You prefer Oscar? Yeah, that, I didn't yeah. know if there was a short. Because it wouldn't be Oz. Yeah, the, it, Oz has never come up. But, I'm going to uh, call you that. No, that's my dog's name. I can't call you that. He'll okay. get so upset upstairs if I start calling you that. Yeah, yeah I've only, well, and I've also, only known him as Oscar. Yeah, and this Oscar, if you say Oz, sit, he will sit. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. that's what I didn't yeah. want to mess him up. You'll, you'll confuse him. Both. I didn't want to put him off his game. I'm seated and uh, we're He's already, care of. Yeah. It's actually baked into his DNA. Did you want a serious question about how we started? No, no, no. Um, okay. not, not yet. Um, <laughs> okay. People are used to this. If you listen to the show, this happens. Uh, this happens a lot. So okay, this good. is totally. This is all good. Um, I'll be able to rein it in if it gets too off the rails. I actually draw the line at fucking World War II jokes. It turns out. Oh, shit. Well, I wish you had drawn a line sooner. Line. Yeah. So yeah. my thing is, I am in you know mostly the music business, and but I started really working as an uh, like an audio technician professionally, mastering comedy albums for a friend of mine who went on to start a label of stand up comedy. And the thing that I've learned is that satellite radio was really good for comedy because you could just shuffle in a three minute bit from your live album and then you'd get all this exposure, assuming that people, you know, keep the Sirius XM in their car after the six month trial expires. Sure. Um, and what's happened with streaming is if I go to check out a new artist, I get really aggravated if I just have to randomly shuffle everything in their catalog. So there's an element of streaming that is inviting back the, the LP length album, I think, because if I want to go check out an artist, I want one whole thing to listen to. Now, that could be a playlist. It doesn't have to be referred to as an album or something, but it's it has to be packaged in a way for the audience that I think is going to get people to stick around and stream something a lot. So when I listened to the record the other day to prepare for this, Boys With Scarves on Spotify, uh, is where I listened to it the other day to prepare for this. There's other places. You could get it just about anywhere. You could buy a copy, which is what you should do. But when I was listening to it, I ended up listening to it down here like three times in a row because I just had it on in the background while I was doing other things. And so I was really able to 
catch things the second or third time around that I didn't catch the first time. And I really was able to give all the things their day in court. If it was a series of TikToks I had to watch, it wouldn't have necessarily happened that way. I would have watched each one time and I maybe not, maybe wouldn't have even watched all of them. So the fact that it's an LP length thing published as if it were a band, right? Mm-hmm. I think it makes it really easy to listen to. And it reminds me of um, like little, like uh like radio things that um people will punch into like it'd be it'd be great to if we need a break we could play my favorite sketch from the from the record uh because it's a perfect little length of time to kind of uh which one is your favorite do you remember trace amigos for sure (laughs) um who are the younger guys on that one oh me and Oscar play the kids. You we, guys are the kids? We play Chris's kids. You yeah. sounded so authentically um uh teenage. I was I was I literally thought you hired children to do it. Well, well in, kind in of. a way that's true. Kind yeah, of. In yeah. a way that's true. Yeah. And here's the here's the problem we're going to get into um doing this right now is just that I don't want to necessarily ruin uh, or spoil any of the arcs of any of the the sketches because I do really enjoy them and listening to them for the first time and being surprised is a, a big part of the the thing um i think but thinking about all that i just i noticed that also stand-up comedians are having this experience too that like for example my spotify wrapped last year had tons of Patton oswald on it just because he decided to publish all of his comedy albums on spotify um and so i have a playlist of all my favorite stand-up comedians albums from spotify that i could just shuffle and, you know, it's Maria Bamford and Patton Oswald and like, you know, like classic stuff, like older stuff or like newer, edgier stuff or compilations of things. But that streaming platform is almost not necessarily like just bad for business, because I think it it gives a project like this one the kind of time maybe that it wouldn't if it was like a series of YouTube videos or something that was more like required more undivided attention. Oh, yeah. Or just a CD or just a <laughs> CD. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, though? Because when Chris told me he was doing this, me and Chris have a long history of taking road trips and listening to the Jerky Boys. <laughs> and yeah. and the re-listen value that on those is crazy. We listen to each Jerky Boys compilation at least once every time we go to Chicago. And you would think we've done that trip three or four times, so you would think we'd get sick of it, but you don't really. Oh, man, I used to love the Jerky Boys. Yeah. I, I remember before they got the record deal that – um people would like pass tapes around. They'd copy tapes and pass it around. And that's how I heard about them. Whoa. Somebody gave me a tape in DeSoto. And I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Somebody then, gave me a tape in uh, DeSoto. He said, yeah. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> a cassette, yeah. I remember the Jerky Boys were um, huge inspiration for us when we were in high school or listening to them. And we ended up um, getting so inspired that we called into talk shows like KMOX. And we yeah. had <laughs> these long form you know, shows, Jim White's, you know, the big, bumper in the night and he would he would have his show and we would ingratiate ourselves and have these conversations and do just normal calls and then the third or fourth call we would try to beat the delay and say some profane no thing way. or turn <laughs> turn a story into a you know this heartwarming story about loss of a loved one in the end we're like you know make some necrophilia remark at the very last yeah. part of it and it just kind of slips in under the radar he's not the the host isn't quite sure what we said and uh, maybe he's not listening all yeah, the way and we recorded them all on tapes and we passed them around our high school all inspired <laughs> oh my god wait yeah. way to do the legwork on like building that relationship oh yeah it's yeah, like six months of work for that got on with joe buck like... and joe buck's giving a shout out to 
uh, club that doesn't exist, like our high school show. So like those were the things like <laughs> that was that was so much fun. So wanting to emulate Jerky Boys and some of those great Adam Sandler records. Like, yeah. This was what was so much fun about Boys with Scarves. But one thing I hesitated in bringing the Jerky Boys up when I was telling um, people about this episode of the show and what we were going to talk about was that um, that Jerky Boys was obviously very closely an inspiration to Crank Yankers, which had a TV show of prank calls. So I think people think they would over-associate the lo-fi element of a prank call album with, this is a very professionally produced record that you guys did. It's very uh, clean. It's not, it doesn't sound like people like on the phone, right? It's one thing that I was hesitant because there's, that's, that's the thing that I hadn't thought about either because I immediately thought, oh, comedy album, Jerky Boys, or stand-up comedy, but it's actually like a produced. It's more com- like it kind of uh, arcs back to like uh, um, like Fireside Theater, Mighty Python, Python, Python Theater, right, Cheech right. and Chong. I mean, I I grew up just outside of Ferguson, and Cheech and Chong was like, yeah, you know, at the time Ferguson was like the drug capital of of Missouri, basically. You know, that's where everybody got their weed. God damn it, I do love drugs, and uh, yeah, so did Ferguson at the time. And um, we would listen to Cheech and Chong records, and you know, even those records, even though they've got, you know, you you really have to be in the mood <laughs> to enjoy them. I think really, but they were also really well produced. I mean, they would yeah. launch into a story, and then Tommy Chong would have this great jazz music that he wrote, you know, underneath the track, you know, and they would have sound effects and and all that kind of stuff. And really, when you listen to comedy, the devil's in the details, you know. So if you're doing an audio specific project or project project as we like to say project you you want to make sure that those little storytelling elements are in there just to give it a fully realized sound and And that's and that was the thing that i um i think made it like like i usually for example like we're talking about um a more specific lane of comedy that i would that i would stream for example in the car or something like uh the crank anchors or the the jerky boy stuff is not something i'm going to put on on a regular basis. Whereas I have a couple tracks from um, your album on my monthly playlist. And so it's like a nice commercial break from the music to have like some dialogue and whatnot, but they're not trying to sell me anything. It's a comedy uh, sketch. How long are the sketches typically? Cause I, I listened to the whole thing in its entirety. So I didn't time them. Uh, very, they vary, you know, our, our longest is close to 10, I mm-hmm. think. Right. Yep. I don't feel like that's extreme. I don't feel like that's ridiculous. I feel like that's a good no, length. No, I don't think so either. Uh, and then how the shortest one is like what? Well, there are some songs on there that are just a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever. And then there's, uh, I would say probably the other shortest sketch is four minutes, five minutes, something like that. Yeah. Spaghetti Incident, I'm, I'm thinking, is probably one of the shorter ones. The Sea Shanty. Sea Shanty is another song, right? That's only a minute and a half. Yeah. Idiocra Shanty. Yeah. 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 And so that's always a thing. The crossover with music and comedy is something I've always enjoyed because I'm more on the music side of the world usually. And so, but um, in how how do you decide how much of that to include? Music wise? Yeah. Like how much, I mean, so you ended up with two songs, but there's also, is there other soundtrack elements uh, musically well, on the yeah, record? Yeah, I mean, we've got a, an opening song and an ending song that kind of like, uh, uh, you know, bookend it, and then we've got a nice sea shanty in the middle of it. I mean, that doesn't even count like a lot of the music that 
that Grant. So there's a fourth member, by the way, right? A fourth boy, yeah. A yeah, fourth boy, boy and scarf. Right. Yeah. Well, we share scarves. It's one scarf. So yeah, we yeah. So boy with scarf. Yeah, that didn't sound as good as scarves. So, uh, but Grant uh, Essig, who wasn't able to be here tonight, he. Uh, I thought he said Essay Goose. Did you Did you hear that? I heard yeah. Essay Grant Essig. Essig. Okay. That's a goose. Got it. Yeah. yeah. There was just a moment there. I was like, what, what is he speaking over there? That's amazing. Who? I think he was saying, who is? I, I, Grant Essig, who is not know. even a beast. What do you have to say for yourself, you piece of shit? Somebody else, somebody else talk. I don't want to talk. So you're no, saying. But, but, so, he, but he's. Uh, well, well, we've got uh, two musicians, right? Jim is also. So Grant is a great musician, singer, songwriter, producer, uh, great artist. Yeah. designer i mean he's, he's like jack of all fun trades you know um so with him being the fourth member of the group you know he's kind of like you, you know, know you know he's kind of like the terry gilliam of our group and that you know with the production oh. value that he brought to that so for jake terry gilliam was from monty python okay uh, yeah i have a very low tolerance he's for the english the only american <laughs> well he's, a, he's american he's the only american in that group but anyway so grant having those skills what we really did was we brought together like what do we do like right and uh, grant and jim were are great songwriters uh, musicians and so that became a part of it so we didn't really go i didn't go in saying we got to have some music on this. But it was just like, hey, I got an idea. And then we could run with it because we've got four very talented boys with scarves. Oh. And if, is there more that I should say there? <laughs> we, need, we, need Jason, and, we need Jason McIntyre here to drop in a sound yeah, effect. Yeah, a, that's what we're waiting for. A fart noise or something. So like that's that, also right? a funny crossover. So you guys, oh, back. You guys produced this record at <laughs> Sawhorse Studios, where my band, Blinded by Stereo, did our new vinyl record that oh, cool. we were just um, in Dayton, Ohio, uh, promoting. And then uh, we're playing this Saturday at the old Rock House. So what also- Are we a fucking commercial for you, Jake? Jesus this Christ, is, Jake. It's, oh, no, I'm just- I'm, selfish. I'm, I mean, I'm we, trying we come to, all the way here. here for us. Are you I'm trying to, your fucking music, I'm dude? trying to tell Let's my audience back on us. that they can like you because we have the same friends. I'm just pointing out the, the crossover this is good, here. Guys. So this is, a, again, like I mentioned, in this time of like uh, assholes like me like producing stuff in their in their basement- um, what made you decide to go to like a, a commercial yeah. studio to produce it? Because I would this because for me, I would have to plan a lot in advance to save on the hourly rate of working in a commercial studio. So how would you how do you go in and prepare the material for all the different pieces you have to? Well, put in? we didn't necessarily have to pay cash to Jason. Ooh, so we were able to work some things out for studio yeah. time. Let me yeah. let me bottleneck this real quick. Yeah, we wait so, bottleneck. That's, yeah, that's it's, it's that's how you got it. You've had a bottleneck. Give him the let, old bottleneck. Yes, let me rusty yeah. trombone this real fast. <laughs> yeah, not to shit on my own dick yeah. here, but. So you no, get it. We, you get it. We we did we we wanted to go to well I know I've known Jason McIntyre for a long time way longer mm, than Chris way longer, known Chris. Him. <laughs> way longer than Chris and it's just known him. Oh, it's been a while. And um he's he's a really cool guy. He's a really creative guy and he's very funny. Yeah. And we wanted to uh, record it in a in a place where we we could just sort of control all the sounds. Yeah. We didn't want to go to um anybody's house. We wanted a, a, an yeah. objective. 
Yeah, it is super quiet in there. And that's part of the you quality. Could, yeah. I mean, that's the that that speaks to that you know what you yeah. mentioned earlier that the quality of this, the 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 sonic. Yeah, it's not a bunch of dudes just yelling right. over each we're, other we're in some guy's around. basement. Look, we yeah. mean fucking business. Yeah, this is serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. look at and this phone. Um, you know, we he talked about not paying with money. We actually. What I meant earlier by bottlenecking this, we do, we did pay Jason the hourly rate, but we got the money from Chris. Will go to the airport and he'll like uh, camp out in a handicap stall and blow these Pakistani guys who were fucking loaded. And so he'd make all this money. We bring it back to Jason and say, "Guess what? Give us six more hours." And the older, the better, because the faster I can go through them. Yeah, that old dick is <laughs> fat with cash. Jacob, what is the it, fuck? Is, is this even on? Are you are yeah. you working on your fucking solo music right yeah, now? I'm, I'm making Jesus. a beat. I'm making a beat over Jesus here. Christ. I got a mixtape. I got to drop at midnight, and God you guys are it. fucking talking about fucking sucking ball, off Pakistanis. That, that's how monkeypox got started. When an old Croatian guy blows a bunch of Pakistanis Thank in you. the fucking St. Louis airport. I know. But at the same time, you can't do comedy without risk. You can't do what's no. art without risk. Yeah, it, the no. fact that we made Chris take all the risk. Yeah, is is not really the. And point. you know what? He is on borrowed time as it is. He, he knows is. Uh, that you know he is on God's time now, mm-hmm. and so um, you got to get in that I, bathroom. I, I, I just keep paying it forward. Yeah, yeah, yes. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, when the process started, did you start with, um, I remember you guys meeting to we waited, write stuff. We, yeah, but we just, waited for a, a pandemic. And yeah, said, that yeah. was that was the plan. Yeah. Let's, let's wait for this. It said, okay, event. so as soon as. This idea happened in about 1982. As and soon we were as like, Bill Gates lets <laughs> loose the bats, let's start this thing. Right, right. <laughs> Coronavirus. Soon, yeah, we were we've been waiting for this world changing event for a long time, and I think again that shows in the quality of the sketch writing because some of that shit was written in '85. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's why it was a sketch comedy yeah. album, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know we, you, we so you know when when shutdown happened and everything was like just bleak and you know I I loved it. Yeah, well, you know if you're an introvert, if you like. If you don't like people, I had just bought this house. <laughs> and so if I didn't, was in my previous house, it would have been different. But the idea that I couldn't go to work, even if I wanted to, was my favorite part. Oh, yeah, um, totally. But also, this is this was a really hard part that I think it reminds me of when Tupac was in jail. Remember? And everyone was like, oh, he's going to have a banging album. He's like, I can't write an album in jail. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. some people have the um, the experience uh, that way. So you found that you finally had time for some of the writing or to entertain a new idea once quarantine happened. I think uh, honestly for me and the, I'm not, you know, this isn't funny. I dismissed my friends. Yeah. Um, I dismissed my friends. And so I wanted to, you yeah. know, that is, <laughs> that's, what's funny is you, that's plural. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I did miss Oscar I missed and Chris. both of those guys. Yeah. I missed Oscar and Chris. I really did. And yeah. so you can't ever turn it great, off. <laughs> this is a, it was a great way for us to get together and kind of do what we do. And then, you know, um, we couldn't go out and perform live shows. Obviously everything was shut down and and we didn't have time to really do those things anyway. So doing a sketch comedy record was just it seemed like a, a perfect fit for the time. Because you could write it. As you had time to write it, then you could cut it as you had time to cut it, and then you could release it, and it's not like an ongoing commitment 
where you have to be at band practice every Wednesday exactly. at 6.30 or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a fun process where we you know, would get together, we would share kind of the latest sketch that we had written, and and then we would you know, judge it based on how much we made each other laugh in the room, and then uh, we'd go away, come back the next weekend or a couple weeks later, and then test out a couple more ideas. And then we ended up kind of narrowing it down till we had kind of that top 10 and then as you know we were talking about earlier we started to kind of add the colors around it with some of the songs but yeah it was a fun process if you if we get into that you know that that environment and we're kind of like like i don't know jim there's a laugh that you do where i know that if he laughs in that way i'm like okay this is a good one well mm-hmm. let's continue working <laughs> yeah. on this yeah. and that's kind of how we and it's involuntary yeah, it's a caliber of well, laughter. That, the thing is, we've known each other since the last pandemic. Before this one, the nineteen eighteen <laughs> one, Spanish, the so Spanish we were, flu. Yeah. We've established a nice comfort level where we can be critical, yeah. and we know what we we put. Well, out and a, because you had that last one, you knew what you wanted to do differently the next time. Yeah, Thank and you, you said as soon as Bill Gates lets those bats loose. Well, we, it's similar we, to George we, Lucas, yeah. right? We had to wait for the technology to become yeah, right. available so that we could record it. The yeah. first one was a sketch comedy phonograph. Phonograph, yeah, yeah. and that's highbrow. That's right. expensive. And so then you got to think about the people that can afford a phonograph in yeah. their home. Right. He, he gets it. Yeah. It was kind of like when Tupac, I don't even remember this, when Tupac was in jail. When Tupac was in jail, this is when, exactly when what Tupac I was going to say. When Tupac was in jail, he was like, I can't record anything because guess what? I've got no fucking equipment. I'm in dude. fucking jail. So and exactly. It's the 90s. So I'm going to get out of here. Then I I'll record my bomb ass yeah. in the cell block. Yep. But he actually gave a mixtape to somebody in Ferguson, I think. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, he looked lonely, and we were there, and we had a CD. Do you know how many mixtapes I left with the first time we went to Wrigley Field, Chris? The first time Chris and I went to go see a Cubs game at Wrigley Field, there are panhandlers that will rap at you for money, and then they'll give you their mixtape. And I had like four of them hung over in the truck on the way back the next day. That happened. That's big in St. Louis, man. Where it's in the in the city you can see on Grand. I know on Florissant Road uh, in like Cool Valley. They they rap on a corner for you and like they'll give you their their fucking mixtape. You're so plugged in. You are totally. He's, right? he's yeah. got. I'm plugged into North County. <laughs> yeah, he is plugged right in to. He's got his finger on the pulse of the culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this guys, guy. I'm. Yeah, he's our pipeline to relevance. Yeah, the zeitgeist. Oh this, man, I'm, the, I'm right on the edge. <laughs> zeitgeist is my right. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like when Tupac was in jail. You remember when Tupac was in jail? <laughs> no, like, like he was in jail, right? But the, the guy fucking knew what was going on on the streets. No, he knew exactly what was you going on. Maybe I mean? even better from and the inside. Like, how can you don't have a notepad and a, and a pen? How do you, how, how do you how know you what's going on in the street? And he's yeah. like, well, you got the new in. Jordans and you're in jail, but in. I can't get yeah. a mixtape? Yeah. So Tupac? I think that was the point when I stopped getting compared to Tupac aesthetically. And I started getting mm-hmm. compared to Tupac artistically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So who's this Tupac fella? He's, he he's our beachhead, man. You wouldn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this album, if you play this album backwards, it says Tupac over, over, over and over again. Because he, he's our beachfront. Wait, beachfront beach property? Front, beachfront beach yeah. property. He's a beach house. What? Mm-hmm. Beachhead. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Well, I mean, for us, uh, it means, you know, who is that, you know, that super fan out there? Right. We haven't found them yet, but 
I think we kind of all know when there's a regular we're always, fan. Th- that's the thing. Person. We're always learning. Because yeah. you, when he said beachhead, I thought that was kind of like roadhead. When you meet a, a yeah, nice head on the girl beach. on the beach. And, you know, and, like when yeah. you just when you get up and your vesicles are empty, but you got an ass crack full of sand. Yeah. Well, I think I, I did airport head maybe for the next album. Beachhead. Beach a beachhead yeah. is more fun yeah. than airport head. I'll tell you that any day of the week. So. I like I like it's lower impact all around. When you would go to the airport and do that stuff, I called it Pakistani fanny. <laughs> Ugh. I don't like that at all. Oh, sorry. The moral <laughs> oh, ma- the fucking moral majority's here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sorry I offended you. Um so one one thing I realized while I was setting up your guys' microphones is that um I recognize you guys individually but also together as uh people that worked on a film I liked uh, once upon a time called Hooch and Daddio. Um, and I don't. I didn't necessarily want to put this. We're thirty minutes in, so it's okay if we talk about this uh, at this point. I didn't want to lead with that. I didn't want it to be something you had to overcome as like a like a like a cloud of of previous activity influencing the current discussion. But I really enjoyed um, Hooch and Daddy as a as a film and as an idea and being able to hear about the process behind the scenes. Uh, it's it feels like it's been a thousand years um, by now. Um, so for people that um, are tuning in and they're excited about Boys with Scarves, but they don't necessarily know about that, what was Hooch and Daddio? Hooch and Daddio was the uh, the TV show you can't remember, but the documentary you'll, you'll never, never forget. forget. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a mockumentary that we well that kind of started in the same place that this album started, right? It was my basement in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, just spitballing ideas um, that eventually became a script, which eventually we were able to wrangle some really talented friends to help us produce on weekends. Our intention actually was like, we we all worked with Magic Smoky Monkey Theater, which is kind of like the bastard offshoot of St. Louis Shakespeare. And we, you know, they would do like late night versions of like cult movies and TV shows and that kind of thing. And we were doing those shows and we really wanted to document for posterity all of our funny friends, you know? So we thought we would innocently, we thought, oh, let's just, let's do a movie. Yeah. Not knowing the actual work. Oh yeah. You need, uh, you need a talented crew and equipment oh, and you need time. a shooting schedule and time and locations. Oh, shot list. Yeah. Catering. Right. What is okay. that? Yeah, so I think we learned what by the maybe the third thing? month. Why does everyone always complain about catering? Well, you know, like, it, is it, you have it, to it, cater. It took a while for us to realize that after twelve hours of free labor, people want to eat a sandwich <laughs> or something. So that was uh, that was a tough lesson to learn. That's um, when you make a run of Del Taco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this we, is pre Postmates, so it's yeah, also not pre- something you could just say. Just get fucking a yeah. thousand Jack in the Box tacos and let them leave them on the door. This is two thousand two, two thousand three. Wow. And uh, yeah, I think we at the time we actually went and did the fast food run. It was a Burger King run. We we were pretty clever, right? Because we decided that we would use the food to feed the crew and also use the food to put on my face for a shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Where I drop a yeah yeah. Bag if you can use hamburgers, if you can merge the yeah. catering budget with the prop budget. Yeah. I recommend it. That worked out well. Um, that's we do that on this show. It's usually like, listen, we need something to talk about. I haven't eaten. Let's get, I tried to get Clay to leave the podcast one time to go get down the street. There's a white castle. And I wanted him to get the crave clutch, which is like a little crave case of like 20. Chris, can you go to white castle and get us a crave clutch? I do double bacon (laughs) cheese. Actually, it actually sounds really good. I haven't had dinner yet. So that would fuck us up though. 
Um, yeah, that would ruin the show. Like ten minutes after too. those showed up, we'd be like, "I guess we got to get out of here. I got to go to sleep." Um, so <laughs> we were talking a little bit uh, beforehand. So Hooch and Daddy O is a uh, mockumentary, I guess you would call it. Now I don't know if that term was as common then. Um, about um, they, there definitely were examples. It just was. I feel like there was like a whole show of these Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right later. Um. But we had to explain what it was for a while, yeah. Well, time. right, and so it's a so it's a comedy film shot in the style of a documentary about the people that made this fictional buddy cop show back in the day. Sort of was it seventies or eighties? Eighties, eighties. Yeah, we actually uh, well, we were trying to construct that outline for that show. Uh, I remember we spent a lot of time that you don't you don't get the the payoff of this in the film, but. We actually went to a calendar for 1982 to 1984 and outlined what the Friday night synopses would be for each episode. Oh, that's right. And uh, built out this whole you know catalog of these ideas. And then in the mockumentary, you might see five or six little clips from those different episodes. Yeah, we we actually went and did a synopsis for every episode of Hooch and Daddio. That ran for three seasons. It's like 70 episodes. Yeah, and you can find know. it online still. If you do a search for that, you can still find it. it yeah, was... Angel Fire is probably still hosting it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I have like a, a Media Fire account that just has like 10 things in it that I just sign in every couple of years so they don't delete it. But I'm like, I could just put this somewhere else and not keep doing this. Um, so, and that's on Tubi and probably YouTube uh, for people that want to go check that out. Um, like I mentioned, the record is on uh, Boys With Scarves by Boys With Scarves is on Spotify and Apple Music. And I, I know it's on CD available. Is it just locally at a handful of just locally? Yes. At Vintage Vinyl, Euclid Records and Planet Score. iTunes and iTunes. YouTube. Um, YouTube. Right. The whole yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And, yeah. Everything. And. um. What stores is it is it in? Do we know? Yep, is at Vintage Vinyl, uh, Euclid Records, and Planet Score. Oh, you just said that. I mean, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, you did, your delivery was better the second time. Thank you. I yeah. think we'll keep the second one. Okay, I love uh, that. What rec- what stores are they at? <laughs> What's <laughs> and Vintage Vinyl just. Uh, Euclid Records. No, before no, before I, we get sorry. before we get to that, before Jim, you he, said that already. He, he did. Well, that. I just want to yeah, get this you in it. yourself. I just want to get this. But in this it. time you didn't say Planet Score. It's, I noticed the first two times he yeah, said no. Planet. It's, it's that, that Planet Score. Yeah. Or not? It's yeah. that Planet Score. But here's my thing. Yeah. If I want to go buy the CD. Yeah. Where do I go? Oh, that's, well, that's a good question. Yes. Either Planet Score. Wait, Jim. Yeah. Can we let Oscar take this? Oh yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Um. App. Apple. Okay. Oh fuck it. It's a. Jesus Christ. Sorry. It's uh, at Vintage Final, uh, Euclid Records, and Planet Score. Fuck, Oscar. Damn it, I knew what those were. It's just three fucking stores, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Wow. Schnooks. <laughs> so, Pay have away. you guys, I know it's. this is always like a thing. It's like it took so much to get um, the record done, the record out. Is there talks of doing similar projects, a sequel even? Is it something you think has life to do like more of the same thing or would you take the same creative engine and kind of put it behind something different? Well, we've surveyed our four monthly listeners on Spotify <laughs> and uh, so far uh, they're clamoring for more. I, I, I think uh, that's always the problem, isn't it? Like the 10 people that know about the thing want more things. 
Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. but it's like, I need more people to know about the first thing before I can make yeah. you another thing. Well, I think we're going to head to a different beach. Right. <laughs> this is the mean? Pakistani beach? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Two yeah. birds. Yeah. Uh, well, it's kind of like when um, uh, Tupac was in jail. Do you guys remember yeah. Vintage Vinyl when Tupac was in jail and he went to Planet Score? Euclid. He said, guys, I can't get down to Planet Score or Euclid or Vintage Vinyl. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You know what? I'll tell you right now. Jacob, listen. This guy, you guys don't understand what I'm dealing with over here. I need your backup on this because I feel truly. Are you closing? Are we still recording? Are you closing? While you're doing this, let me tell you a story. So when Tupac was in jail. interrupting your album? Do you guys know? When Tupac was in jail, no, he had just recorded California with fucking Dre, right? Yeah. And he was he was in the jail, and a journalist came from like Vibe or Essence or, or whatever it was. Essence, I, Jim. I, I'm spitballing. I'm just spitballing here. I wasn't there. It must there. have been Essence. I wasn't there. But he's uh, just freeballing here. Let he, him. Yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Um, I have a disabled crazy guy that thinks I work for him. And he was just blowing my phone oh, up because he yeah. wants his Google password. Yeah. And so I asked you about where to get the CD. And I want people to know where to get the CD. Well, okay. And then he wait, was, no, no, no. Wait, and he was blowing. Say it, Jim? No, no, no. I'm not done yet. But he was blowing me up. And then I'm thinking, okay, I sent him the password so he can, he literally called me five times while you were saying vintage vinyl, Euclid records, Planet <laughs> score, <laughs> literally five times. And the only reason I responded is because I was afraid he was going to barge in here. Because if he, he he might be outside, well, and I don't want that to happen. He's popped up, oh, but I just want to give I want to give the listeners a visual because Jake suddenly stopped, took his microphone, held it with two hands, and spun around to look at us like he's a. It's like Mari Povich. Like, he's like a I pastor or yeah. something, and suddenly the the, the tone dropped. Yeah, Listen, that's a fellas. That's a new thing. I think I'm going to do, and it's and it's because like. This crazy motherfucker might be outside right now with a shovel <laughs> and some some lie. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's the thing. Um, we may he never would hear be, from Jake again. He would today. be surprised if he barged in here and there were four adult men that he would then have to take down. But <laughs> I, uh, I don't know you very well, Oscar. Yeah. But speaking for the rest of us, uh, he would kill all four of us with that shovel <laughs> yeah. uh unless one of you is heavily armed and i didn't know about it because it just dawned on me that this is turning out like every one of our projects does yeah is it some so, some psychotic it disabled just, veteran it, it just ex-con poses and there's an outside threat and then yeah outside threat is there's crazy. an outside you guys want to do a comedy album oh wait world changing <laughs> pandemic yeah. uh that's I'll, what, be, I'll be honest this is how i want to go just this, like this. Listen, I, like yeah. a man, like a, a man. Nice yeah. right Can you yeah. think yeah. about Sopranos moment? We just goes yeah, me, dark, right? Right. Here's what, I, Oscar. Here's what I want. You, this is what I want you to think about: is if we. And by the way, he's. Uh, I'm just going to paint the picture. Keep talking. He's turned and he's facing us again mm. with Ooh. the mic. So he's making eye contact. If somebody Serious came in here and murdered face. us all right now with a shovel, serious face, and then, uh. We were able to get the episode launched afterwards. Yeah. The Spotify numbers would be really good right. for the album. We should have got someone to come down here and fucking kill us. So you have his number, right? He's oh yeah, I'm sure he's called me again. You know what's crazy? I've got I've got an actual story. I know we're joking about this, but I've got an actual story. When I was in a band, I was in a band called 
Boathouse. Uh huh. And we were recording. That's promotion for another band. Guys, guys, I have a comedy album, and everyone's talking about their bands this weekend. (laughs) I'm tying this in. I'm tying this in. So what happened? This is an actual thing. So we were recording at this place called 48K Sound, and it was owned by a guy named Ben, who now runs sound for like Cool and the Gang or something like that. And our manager, we were the only rock band on this manager's roster. I'm totally serious about this, and we. Basically, this manager wasn't doing anything for us, so I, I said, look, we want to part ways with you, and we don't want to work with you anymore. Wow. So one of the I rappers wrote. on his roster came to the studio in the baseball. We were there with a bottle of wine, right? He gives us the bottle of wine. You guys want some wine? And we were like, no, we're good. He goes, you sure? And I go, yeah, yeah, we don't want any. That's okay. He goes, okay, I'll talk to you in a bit. He goes outside. I found this years ago to make a phone call. I found out later he made a phone call to this guy, Bob, who was the, like, the manager guy. And asked him, you want me to kill these motherfuckers? <laughs> and he had a gun on him. And the guy said, no, just leave him alone. No, don't kill him. It's fine. <laughs> That's a true story. So he was going to oh. whack you because. Because of- we, we disrespected, in his eyes, his the, manager. the manager. Yeah. That's loyalty. Yeah. Do you know how, do you know how so- much harder I would book that? Guy? If I'm the manager and then my guy says, hey. I was going to whack that band for you. <laughs> yeah. And these guys think I'm joking, but this is actually a true story. So I believe it. Cause just, just for the listeners again. So now Jim has gotten really serious and close to the mic and closer to Jake because they share this. They might kiss any minute. So if you can't see this, can anyone really I see think, this? Right? Can they see this? Uh, on Patreon, they'll be able to see it. Uh, yeah. Son of a bitch. We're yeah. saving can it. you guys get closer? Oh. If I was any closer, I'd be through him. Kiss, 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 (laughs) kiss, kiss. kiss. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I want to apologize. Because, no, because I was so excited about this and, uh, and I'm so happy you're here and I do truly love the record. And now I'm strapped in. And now if I got to take a shit, I'm going to shit in my pants. I'll shit right in my pants, Jim. Listen, Jacob, that'll hurt us more than it hurts you. Shit. I thank yeah. you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> That's the commitment. That's and these are nice microphones. Those are Sennheisers, brother. I like them. I know they were made in a tree by little German elves. Are you saying Ooh. you don't want to get shit on these microphones? So what do you? So so what's I it like to be a Jew. So <laughs> <laughs> good reference. What's it like? Um. So my thing is, I totally understand having a podcast is very similar to the idea that people are like, when's the next episode? I'm like, well, I know you didn't listen to the last one because I get the metrics. And so if you were like caught up, you know, I would feel more compelled to crank those things up. So I feel like it's a a really great album for the the experience I had listening to it, where I could give it as much time as I needed to really climb into it and really give it a chance and it wasn't hard for I didn't have to keep going back and skipping ads like if it was a podcast or something or a YouTube video um uh I didn't have to um babysit it at all uh if I put it on my I don't want to say her name my Amazon assistant over here uh cuz I didn't want her to start let, I didn't want the NSA to get an early access to the episode that um like I could just let it rip down here and I would I really needed like three listens before I even noticed that I was Relisting, it's like okay i can change it now i feel like i've heard it or whatever so i feel like the album especially in um i want to talk about the cd format too because i do think that is also valuable but i i want to advocate for a little bit that um the format of sketch comedy in audio 
when you have a LP length album to stream and kind of duplicate or take pieces of um, to put with your other audio content that you carry around with you every day, I feel like it's a good example of uh, how we can use that medium that way. And so I definitely want to encourage um, not just you guys, but other creatives also to, to consider it because it's like you mentioned um, to get a collaboration going between the four of you. Cause there's four with Terry Gilliam, mm-hmm, Terry, mm-hmm. that's his name. Yep. Where can the CD, where can Tupac get the CD from jail? jail. Um, well, I don't know if they, if they, well, no, they, they deliver. Uh, <laughs> vinyl, um, Euclid records. And if I'm not mistaken, planet score, planet score, mm, there's not yeah. a fourth one. No, you're thinking about the fourth member, Terry Gilliam. Taylor, yeah. Terry Gilliam, yeah. Yeah. Right. who also worked with uh, Cool in the Gang. Cool in the Gang. Cool in the Gang. Right. So I think the album is a, I think the way I experienced it is really great. And I wish I had 10 more examples of something like that. And they, I'm sure they exist, but I wish I knew of 10 more examples of albums like this that I could go listen to because I found it really enjoyable. Um, so, but do you feel like you're up against sort of, it's maybe an uncultivated area of the market. And like you're saying, that's maybe what you're saying by Beachhead, who is your ideal. Uh... Yeah, it, it's funny. We were, when we put the album out, right? Like, obviously, you know, Jim alluded to this uh, in the Riverfront <laughs> Times piece that not much of a plan, right? Like, yeah. we, it, it was there and uh, available, but we were like, we should get it reviewed, right? Let's we should we should get somebody to cover this. And oh, yeah. uh Google will tell you that nobody reviews sketch comedy albums because they don't really exist. Yeah. They're not really yeah. produced. Uh, which was a really interesting problem. Uh but, I think it's a hard thing for people to put on a ten minute sketch and listen to the entire ten minutes. Well, Even though these letting, are quality yeah. ten minutes I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just not the it's not the aesthetic anymore. Because you can get well, but that's what I was saying about that's what I love about the idea that it's a full length album. Because if I'm driving somewhere, I have at least 10 minutes, and what I don't have is time to scroll. My brother in law does this, he's been on the show before. Um, where you get in the car with him to go somewhere, we were on vacation together, and every time we get in the car, I'm all buckled in, I'm like, ready to go, and we're sitting there, and we're sitting there, and he's just scrolling on his phone trying to pick the playlist that he wants to listen to in the car because he doesn't want to have to babysit it, but he hates everything he picks. And so it's like a constant <laughs> like battle. So if I'm on my own though, and I'm, and I'm driving in the car, it's easy for me to throw on something like that. If it was, a, yeah. like I mentioned, nope. if, it, if it was a folder full of TikToks, I have to only do that. And so it's harder for me to make that commitment to you as the artist to do that, where the audio thing, um, like if you had sent me a new, series of something you were filming like that's right. hard for me to that's like reading a book like but i have to really mm-hmm. like intentionally um set like set up that experience and you know that yeah. might speak to the cd format too because we, we that's what i want to talk about next right because the cd format i don't know if anyone really puts a cd on around the house anymore they might but to me it's like it's car listening and it's it's road trip listening mm-hmm. and so like i love road trip especially for yeah, me i love listening to concept albums in the car yeah. Because I listen to them from front to back. Yeah. I'm not shuffling. Yeah. I'm not getting out of the car, getting back in, and losing what they're trying yeah, to do. You're create. not turning it off to order two filet of fishes. Right. <laughs> That's right. the well, new move. You got to do the double filet of fish McRib, with four maybe. Diet Coke. Like no, when those no. come back? No. Because last time the McRib came back, I had one, and I got the second one for a dollar because I'm not a schmuck. It's yeah, a right, limited it's a thing, it's seasonal. <laughs> right. And But then I took one bite of the first one, and I'm like, 
Really? I got two of these to get through. It tastes like <laughs> it tastes like the and, riblet patty from school lunch. And my like thing is, I go, I take one bite, I go, I got two of these to get through. That's how I feel about the filet fish. But that that processed porky afterbirth of the the mm, patty is yeah, not my vibe. Right. That would be a great title for the next album porky afterbirth porky afterbirth yeah it's a processed porky processed porky afterbirth with scarves porky afterbirth with scarves um because that's exactly the thing too is that like the cd is going to be something that i may i may throw on down here because i have the the stuff set up but like you're saying if if you just moved into an apartment your cd player is probably not at the top of your list of things to have set up yeah. but the cd format and even in your computer anymore they don't really you don't really have yeah. anywhere to put it yeah. but um but definitely the road trip i have my big binder of cds right here that um we bust out for road trips and stuff like you're used to but usually just exclusively for that and so that's where we get to our Christmas records that you and I have worked on before. And sure, do you ever get those? I love them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a cameo in the last one. I'm excited about, I, I've been working on some uh, ideas musically for this year. I thought it'd be fun if I wrote some things and then you could kind of write. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, we'll this later. Tangential. Uh, another fucking these, band, these, Oscar. I'm so I love sorry. It. No, I love it. This I is my, cr it. my Christmas band with my these, uncle. These guys These guys will take our ideas. So No, that's right what now. I'm We're saying. Is say we got to keep true. it on because we'll wake up and it'll all be on TikTok yeah, tomorrow. They'll be like, these guys think you don't need There's going to be a Porky Afterbirth yeah, uh, Christmas <laughs> album. Fucking Jim, Jim is going to stay up all night. He's going to shoot a TikTok short called Porky Afterbirth. Guys, I'm writing it right now in my head. It's going to be done fucked up. Yeah, he's going to be ready to shoot right by the time he gets home passing out mixtapes on grand yeah and then he's gonna take it to the people he's gonna take it down on grand and jefferson and he's gonna Ferguson, no um, road cool yeah. valley yeah fluorescent cool valley guys i've got my spots i've, I've got, got my make some i know where people money. want a mixtape i love how the cats hate this show uh, and they do this. They, he is so upset that I set a camera up to talk to you. He is going to lay right in front of. I don't know if he's in the shot. He's kind of in the shot. Look at that gut. You want to talk about afterbirth. He's a pretty oh boy. God. Oh he's a handsome boy. So, but also, like we were saying, the CD is also one of those things where if you just send me one track, I may or may not listen to a 10 minute track. But if you say, hey, you're, you know, um, driving somewhere. Listen, and people do this on social media all the time. They ask for recommendations for things to listen to in the car. So if you have a podcast or something, um, it's I notice organically that need arising where people want long form stuff. I think maybe because of the popularity of some of those other platforms we've talked about, maybe people aren't pursuing that as much because it's a vulnerability. Well, if one of these sketches was unlistenably unfunny, uh, I would have taken me out of the whole thing. But the fact that you can create an hour long of album of is it about an hour yeah but yeah. i want to stop you real fast can we use that for a review blurb you're none of these it. sketches are un. what was it again unlistenably not funny yeah, yeah. they're yeah. not none of them that's are a good review we should <laughs> yeah. put that, put well, that be, quotes. but i i want to draw attention to that because we know of um out like musical albums that like they may have one song you like and the rest of it is like i'm not even gonna really give it a chance Whereas, um, and stand-up comedy is going to be the same way. If I put on a stand-up comedy album and I don't like the first bit, good luck. Because I, I could just skip it and there's thousands of creators out there. But you know, um, the, way you, the way you listen to it, though, I think is great because I'm growing up, you know, I'm an older guy. I, you know, I listen to full albums, you know. I love it. All the way it. through. And that's the way yeah. that you listen. And that's kind of like, that's kind of our beachhead, you know, in a yeah. way. People who, mm -hmm. who can take the time and have the patience 
to listen to a full piece of work. Yeah. Be, there's there's movement to this. I mean, yeah. there really is. It, that it, it takes, I think, to switch gears, it takes uh, a sketch or two to start really getting into the vibe of like, oh, yeah, this is how sketch comedy works. This is how those That's, old albums work. Yeah. And then you kind of sink in and then just enjoy the ride. And then it, you know, closes out that way too. It, it kind of worked yeah. that way for us while creating it though. Yeah. You know, so we, we wrote these sketches, but they didn't really come to life until we were together and working through the, all the atmospheric stuff that we put together, the sound mm -hmm. effects with Jason and then, and even, you know, down to creating our own like Foley, like our own sound effects. Yeah. With yeah. Jim Zipper, by the way, prominently featured in one Jimmy of the Jimmy Zipper. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm really... Uh, Don't second. be modest. I, I just got to say this. <laughs> I Nobody really mentions the zipper work that I that I'd done on yeah. the record, and yeah. Oscar did. Like he, an did instrument. Yeah. he didn't have to do that, no. and I, I just want to say thank he you. He said, if you mention it, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. That's what he said yeah. before right. I came Yeah, in but here. that was like a couple so. months ago. I didn't expect him to actually fucking do it. Yeah, so, it was really so bullet points you. on our meeting. On We had an agenda for yeah. tonight, and that was one of the must have. Most, yeah, it was a must. I wasn't at that. Was there a meeting? Oh, um, that was ah, moving on. Just, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Jim provided sound effects that, like, realistically, that's why some of these sound so real. There's a, a scene with a monkey <laughs> that, uh, you know, that's what you hear really is what was happening in the studio. Is that, is that, is, is are you, is that, the time? is that the one, um, with the, yeah. um, the pleasure device? I was, yeah, but I was yeah. just, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I really, actually that wasn't Jim. That was, I really that love was, that. Who did the voice Grant. of the, who did the voice of the executive uh, on that one? Oh, that was Jim. I was the, uh, you were the designer. I was the, des yeah, I the was the guy working. Whatever. I was the grunt. Yeah, he was, was the, the executive. Yeah. He was the executive. Cause I love, it sounded like, um, almost like prepackaged, like HR, like training <laughs> voice. And then it stays really like your, your lines in the first bit of that sketch stay really, um, like neutral. Like you could just be responding to anybody. It's almost like when you call the bank and you've talked to the thing now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they, now the last 10 years probably, but the, um, and then when it starts to get a little, you start to get upset. You know what I mean? It's still that voice, and it's and that, that was actually it, a direction from Oscar. Well, and I, I should say, you know, we could do a whole. I mean, talking about next albums, we could do a whole album of like office or business type humor because yeah, we wrote a bunch, and Oscar wrote some really, really killer, great, like you know, spaghetti incident, another more corporate kind of thing. Yeah. Telly's a, a, a corporate type thing, and there are at least. Three other, maybe four other sketches written that are that are mm -hmm. hilarious. So you're saying there the are album. B sides? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but his he brought his experience to this. Yeah. You know, we all we all do. You know, but I to me that world of Oscars is kind of a foreign world. So I loved like every word of it because it was all just like this office type or corporate speak yeah. that I think is not like maybe played up enough it's funny it's we like, were really like skewering it i thought there's like uh just when you have that you know just very serious like restraint that you're describing you know with with jim's character and and that evenness and then you have that ridiculousness of the situation i think that plays really well there's actually a um a line that's not in one of those corporate sketches that i love from one of your experiences jim in a corporate environment uh, around the male penetration. Uh, oh, yeah, do you want to tell yeah, that story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was in, I was in a, a meeting at work, a big meeting, and uh, 
it, it involved a mail order delivery system for a certain product, and um, the uh, the big director manager guy was like, um, "Yeah, we're going to start spending a uh, a lot of money on mail penetration." <laughs> And me and this other guy were in the back dying. <laughs> and I, I just filed it away. I was like, I've got to use that for something <laughs> And here was our opportunity. And here, here was yeah. opportunity, yeah. And then the world ended, and then and I could he, finally... And when, he, and when he said it, like Chris's character in, in the sketch, he thought nothing of it. He he didn't think it was funny. He didn't get the double entendre. It was like yeah. male penetration yeah. without irony, without humor. Yeah, and that made it even better. And we're we're you know we mentioned Magic Smoking Monkey Theater and just kind of like the stiltedness of like Ed Wood and and some of that writing and yeah. just the delivery and and those movies and the performances by those actors. Uh, we did a lot of that with the late night sketch comedy that we did, and I I think it it comes to life in some of those moments. Yeah. Uh, on this album, which sure. I love. So, do you guys have personal favorites of sketches on the album? I would recommend if you're just going to start with Boys with Scarves. And you're just going to listen to one track first. My favorite was Trace Amigos. Trace Amigos something. That's the beginning of it. But versus, uh -huh. I don't. Madre, you know, I don't speak natural, Spanish. Natural, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you guys have personal favorites? Well, <laughs> it it is like it depends on the mood. But I, I think one of my favorites is definitely Atelier's three thousand. Three thousand, yeah. Three thousand, yeah. Because yeah. it's just. It's so I think juvenile. four thousand is coming out for the next album. Okay, because sure, yeah. it's just so you know juvenile. You know, yeah. I think I said this somewhere else, but our our sense of humor has not evolved since right. our early teens. And that's also Honestly. something I like about the format of doing it in like a consolidated, like doing a full length LP where it's not on some platform where you have to like be very careful about what type of jokes or what type of words or topics. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you could just yeah. put the little E on there from Tipper Gore from or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then that's all you have to and then you can have a whole sketch about male penetration or or whatever. And but you don't necessarily because it's clean and professional, um, the way it's produced, you don't necessarily know if or when those things are coming. And it enhances it a little bit because you're not in a place where you know they're not gonna say the F word or they're not gonna talk about uh penetration or or whatever. It's like in a place where um, those things can surprise you in a way that isn't like alarming. Like, can they do that? Like if it were on TV or YouTube mm -hmm. or something. That's kind of why, you know, doing a sketch comedy album was so fun and kind of fulfilling was yeah. because our, our collective sense of humor is exactly that talking for a long time about something normal and then throwing something crazy in there that makes it veer off course. That's always how we made each other laugh. I mean, I remember like you and I, driving to uh play rehearsals mm -hmm. and oscar just saying these you know i'm having a serious conversation with them and he says something totally absurd you know that makes me just crack up yeah and that for years it's been like that so yeah. it's nice to be able to actually like write sketches that play to that and you know yeah the one that makes me laugh the most i think uh would be the the cowboy, the sinister horse yeah. sketch. I mm -hmm. enjoy that one just because how juvenile it is. But I also that would be a good band name. <laughs> yeah, it would. It was. Uh, I'm in bands with worse names than that. <laughs> that that was so much fun to perform, though. I, I oh yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed right. Doing that one together. Is there any element of this that would translate to something in a live capacity? 
uh, at any point. I'm not saying it's in the, in the works. I'm I, not promising. I, mean, I, I I definitely think so. Um, I'm I would love to do like a some fun live shows. Yeah. I I think right now it's just unrealistic. Yeah. For us, just as people. Yeah. With families. <laughs> yeah. With families and other things going on, you know. But I I, I would love that opportunity. I mean. And just to be on Same. stage with these guys again would be so great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And kind of bringing it like, like full circles. You guys started in a theater group and then got, that got whittled away by time and the pandemic and other responsibilities that, okay, all we can really afford to do is an album so we can put all the work on one thing and have it published and have it be completed and not have to worry about letting anybody down by missing a rehearsal or something like that. Yeah. And then, um, but then if, you know, if it developed to where, you guys could then emerge back out of that and, and do something of it on the, on the stage, I think it would be um, really, really fun. Um, I think I, I, I think that if we, if we ever had the chance to do it on stage, that some of those sketches would just like bounce off the walls and just be crazy. You know, I, I have a feeling that, you know, we would improvise and add a lot of things to the lines. I'm sure and it would it would just take it to a whole new realm if we did that, you know, a whole new realm of juvenile foolishness, for sure. But it would be like just crackling, I think. But at the end of the day, you know, even if we couldn't do that, it's nice that we were able to get together as friends and uh, do a creative project together. Well, and that's what I always tell people too, because I, I work with we talked a little bit about. I work with a lot of like student musicians and people who are like hobbyists and want to do something a little more substantial, just at least for that opportunity to to document the kind of thing. And um, even if it's just a demo that you cut live with your friends or whatever, you may never see those people again. If somebody goes away to school or something, and then you have that document of even if it's a you know a lo-fi thing, but to actually go in and say, well, listen, we can't really commit to playing in a band with an indefinite end date, but we could produce something. And if people love it, then there's the traction to get together to do more yeah. of it or whatever. But if nothing else, I mean, it's out there and you've captured a moment. That's yeah. kind of like a really and cool following moment. Through, you know? I mean, that, that yeah. following through to the end of it, end of it and have it come to fruition. That's like a whole different discipline. But if you stick with it, I mean, that's, that's one reason why we had this on CD was yeah. because it's is documented. It's here. It's not. Yeah, in you the can cloud. put it in a time it's capsule. Actually, yeah, it's, it's right. You there. could put it on uh, on the space station. Yeah, it's you know I think it's do they like, have do do they do, have do they do they have CD players on the space station? Sketch oh, comedy in space right. right now. Do they have sketch comedy in space? <gasps> Boys with scars from space. I love oh. it. I'm loving it. I am loving it. And if we do it exclusively for Amazon Prime, they'll get us up there. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll. Yeah. If we sign a deal with them, like Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks is only on Amazon Music. You know what? You know what you just did. You, do you know what you just did? You just got yourself on board this project. project. Uh -huh. Welcome aboard, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't lose it. I'm all I'm Jacob. All I'm. I, I just want you to remain professional. I'm glad you're happy, but let's let's. Yeah, no, we gotta keep it together. In other words, you just got yourself off the off project. The project. Off the project. <laughs> um, that. So, Oscar, how often 
do you get compared to Garth Brooks? Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring it up. I nah. didn't want to bring it up because like when I walk in the room, like people are like, oh my God, it's Bruce Valanche. And I'm like, listen. Yeah. But like, and so it's like when it's obvious, it's like, it's not even cute. It hasn't come up yet. But now that we've, we've talked about, we're going to space to do boys with scarves in space with Jeff Bezos exclusively on Amazon prime. And because your guy, Garth Brooks is exclusive with Amazon. Tell me about that. Are, are we still going to get a... Uh... <laughs> I think the tail is with your, your mouth. <laughs> it was a close call. I just had a question, and then I, I definitely want to get into the Garth Brooks stuff. Um, are we still going to get murdered? No, I no, think they were past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because you yeah. know, it did come back up. Okay. We're okay. Uh, the latest. Off my phone. Then? Here's Should the thing. I it on my phone? Here's the thing. Th- this guy is not well. Hmm. But I don't think he's in the zip code. So uh, okay. you know, I think we'll be okay. Huh. Um, he also loves Garth Brooks. That's another. The universe is a simulation. I am just a membrane holding mm. together random details of the universe. This guy pays good money to go to Nashville and hire professional Nashville musicians to play on these songs that he writes. They he sound kinda, great. He kind of just screams at him. He just says, let's do this. And then and he's not going to listen to this because he's such a delusional narcissist. He, Dude, I knew a guy in a studio. His name was... Uh, we're going to dox him. Daryl Blant, something like that. But Darryl he was an older Blant. guy. Cool. And, and he, would like, he, would got, he would like have a drum machine that he would bring to the studio. And the drum machine was always. And he would play his acoustic guitar and, and sing these weird, like old school country songs. The funny thing was, his, <laughs> his right hand was not there, it was a wooden hand. And so. <laughs> And so I swear to God. And so he, the strumming was always the same. It was always down like yeah, this and hard. And, and the drumming was always and then, with a you know, distorted the lo-fi yeah. drum machine. Did he file like a pick in one of his fingers? So no, oh, that's no, clever. His fingers yeah. were the pick. Right, but I mean, did he file them? Was it? To be oh, I don't. Was I don't remember that. Was it? Were they pointed? Maybe his points were like a light. We need to dig up yeah. that hand. <laughs> it was so funny, and I. He put out an album called Just Fax It. And the album cover was just... Did I ever show this to you? No, I haven't seen this one. The The album cover was just him with a, just a, a bland look on his face reaching for a fax machine. That was like the with, album with cover. That hand? was, <laughs> I think the one that worked. Uh, the one that was a hand, yeah. But it was quite a sight. So this guy has this crew of... We're back at Jake's geriatric session guys in in Nashville that he, you know, um, applies some level of duress to get them to play on these things. He pays them something. And uh, so they sound really great. And then um, but one of the guys is this guy, Chris, who plays guitar for. Garth, Garth, titty fucking Brooks. Mm. And so that was never proven, by the way. The titty fucking party. No, well, there's no way. There's no. There's no way. I've got plenty of backstage Bettys. We can assume there's. Well, and Miss Miss Yearwood's got some milkers on her. Jesus, let me tell you. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So yeah, Garth Brooks is back. Is what I was was saying. Is that the crazy guy that was going to come down here and murder us Mm -hmm. works with Garth Garth Brooks's guitar player. Wow. We're taking Garth Brooks's uh, 
exclusive stream daddies rocket to space for boys with scarves Two, boys Mm -hmm. with scarves in space porky and i think we gotta do a bit from space about like what if we like went on a an excursion to recover the wooden hand of like our folk hero you're you're taking us on a journey right now, and I'm I'm right beside you. you see, I, I love this concept. See, this is what I'm talking about. I think like a Chris Gaines collab or something. Yeah, like that. yes. Chris Gaines is really who you look like. Thank you, thank you. He looks like Speed Racer. Oscar. I have a Magnum yeah. Sharpie Oscar. back here. If we could just put a little soul patch on you. If if there if this was just audio, I would describe Oscar as Speed Racer, who you played. I loved playing Speed Racer. That was a blast. But he actually does look like if if that piece of anime was made flesh, it mm. would be Oscar. That's horrifying to think about. Like a 3D printer of just goo. Oscar's a horrifying yeah. Oscar's a horrifying guy. <laughs> Accurate. And he looks like he looks like Speed Racer. You were Chim Chim. I was I played the monkey. <laughs> well, I mean, he looks like Chim Chim. <laughs> that's a weird thing. That's why we're friends. <laughs> I was just checking our time here. We're doing. I can be pops. Really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're good pops. Yeah. We're coming just over an hour here, but I kind of wow. want to talk about. I know, isn't it? It's you get cooking, and once I'm cooking, brother, forget about it. How's your budget? Is this okay? What your budget for this? Is this okay? Production wise? Well, I mean, like what you're paying us. I mean, going over an hour is going to be. No, a lot I more. think we'll be. No, I think we can swing it because I just got that Lions Choice money. Mm, Ooh, Lions Choice. Lions Choice. Money. Okay. Lions, yeah, it's not technically the sponsorship doesn't go live till the first of the year, but they told us we could start throwing throwing those Benjis around town. You know what I mean? They really like to grease a wheel over okay. there at the LC. Yeah. Well, my wheels need a good grease. So yeah, and that's what I told them. I said I got I got some guys coming down here. They really need some grease. Mm. Okay. So my thing is. Um, I feel like the problem you may be experiencing is that when you launch something without an overwhelming in your face, here it is, buy it right now type of event, right? You kind of feel like, cause I've released music like this myself that, um, it just feels like you're like, wait, you're like, you're hurrying up to get it done and get it out and you're so excited. And then you have no idea what the reaction is like. Because like you said, you haven't necessarily got a bunch of reviews you know back, the, good or bad. I, I, I think, honestly, I, I think just like for me, I, I, don't, I don't think we necessarily care. You know what I mean? Like we, we literally just did this for ourselves. You know what I mean? And we, and we just wanted to share with whoever wanted to listen to it. There was no expectation. Well, and I think that makes it stronger because I feel like that keeps it from being like overly contrived for a specific thing you know what i mean which is part of what i love about the freedom of the format of that it's in chris i'm well, sorry the, the funny thing is that i only did this because i thought i was it was going to make me rich <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're so disappointed we're kind of talking about yeah. the friend thing but that was kind of backseat to the the promise of of some jack it took chris a long time to come on board with this idea that he'll never make money doing this but it always takes we're me a long still, time to come yeah on we're board. still telling him we're still there's no money coming <laughs> Yeah, there's not, Chris. Let go of the dream, dude. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. You're not even on any of the you publishing. You're not even going to know if the money comes that's in. It's not going to happen. It's yeah. just you're never going to find out about it. Because that's, I mean, this this moment, this podcast is going to change that for us. Stop waiting at the station, man, for that money train. Yeah, go you got to go out there and take up. that money. You got to go down to Grand and or Shoto. Or Ferguson. You got to go down to Cool Valley. Yeah. And you got to hold that guy down. And you got to get that money out of him. Yeah. I remember when. <laughs> 
Is that which guy we talking? This when, you know you I know can, who said that? No, Tupac when he was in jail. I was, oh. was going to say that when yeah. Tupac was in jail. When that's Tupac what was in jail, yeah. he couldn't go to Vintage Vinyl or Euclid Records or Planet Score, right, to pick up Boys with Scarves yeah. on CD, exactly. and he certainly makes, couldn't jack in to the Wall in 1994. That makes me so sad that he couldn't do that. But the music was in the melon, you know. Yeah, when he was in jail after yeah. California, yeah. California rather, Calif- California. It's where we party. Knows how to party. Somebody sneak in a melon? Is that what you're saying? They shoved a melon in his ass. They did. With music in it. It was a musical melon. It was a melon of music. Yeah, but I I think if I remember the story correctly, when he was in jail and a journalist was there talking to him, he had just done California. Then he went to jail. And when he got out of jail, that's when he started, like, maybe I should do this in space. Which brings us back around to what yeah. you talked about. But then about. he got shot. He was banging Jada Pinkett Smith. And he was going to go do California 2.0, California in space. Yeah. And then he got murked. And they shot Suge Knight so they wouldn't think that Suge Knight had anything to do with it, which we all know is not the case. And again, this is another reason why we're compared to Tupac yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Except for Oscar, who's compared Speed to Garth Brooks. Yeah, Chris Gordon Gaines specifically. Chris, yeah. Or Speed Racer. Or Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Love it. You know, I is we're kind of talking through this. Uh, <laughs> just to bring it back to what you were saying, uh, Jim. In all seriousness, I think the fulfillment of completing this album, and uh, I had a trip to Nashville. Ironically, huh. um, you could have gotten murdered there. I could have been you murdered. Gotten beaten with a shovel. I didn't realize what danger I was in, but uh, as I was driving and listening to the album, just kind of in the background, the way you were describing it earlier, uh, I. Um, I really started to enjoy it. Kind of remove myself yeah. from that lens of criticism that we were normally like applying, and just kind of like yeah. listened for it's the so first time. So hard to do, yeah. And it just sort of snuck up on me. I was like, "This is really good." And and that is kind of what we really set out to do: is make something that we would enjoy, that we were proud of. And I think to made each other laugh. That. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I also think that and make you, money. Yeah, and make money. Well, there is that. That we gotta get him a little money. Somebody, <laughs> if you go Christ. to the link. If you go to the link in the description for this episode, you can give me some money, and I'll make sure Chris gets a little bit. Or, of it. or just like send a what'd you call it a, a clutch of White Castle? Send Ooh. a crave clutch, yeah, double clutch bacon cheese oh, to ninety seven eleven. Chris, you're so fucking embarrassing. Yeah, that's cosmopolitan, mm, isn't it? So crave embarrassing. Clutch. Not a sponsor. Lion's Choice is not going <laughs> to like all this White Castle talk. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah that's right. Why don't you go on the Lion's Choice and get the the butcher get, get block that R- burger? Get that RB special. Get the no fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> we got that turf war over here between that Arby's and that. Do you guys remember Rex? Remember yes. My mom worked at yeah. Rex and she got fired she and she did, kept right. just going back there. And they uh, were like, okay, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. But she said the roast beef would come in like a cellophane, like a mm. uh, vacuum sealed, you know, thing, like a big log like you see at the grocery store, and you would drop it on the ground and it would bounce seven feet in the air. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Because it's because it's beef. It's not supposed to bounce like that. Why what, is the beef I don't so know why bouncy? I laughed at that. It's funny. I and think it's you're my assuming mom. a lot about the beef thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it is mostly it's mostly nitrates and that hydrogenated soybean oil. It, that's why it bounced so high. Yeah, kangaroo. You know, I had alligator sausage with my breakfast in New Orleans one time. It was lovely. Never had the kangaroo. I've had it before. I like a it's shark. Really good. I'll eat a chunk of a shark. Mm. Shark meat's really good. They sure. Have, that's what, what's that place in St. Louis called? The- Cybergs. Cybergs, yeah. Yeah. They're famous for that. I want to have that guy on the show. Um, I, I could get you that guy. I think. Uh, I used well, to bowl with him. Which one? 
The guy. Which oh, one? The guy about. that owned Cyborg. Well, the one on the one on Gravoy. It's Jarvis, isn't it? Jarvis. Cyborg. I kind of don't know his name. I, to I know that he Cyborg. owns this because there's a guy that the Gravoy. one that owns Helen's I've met before, and he's the guy that's in charge of the sauce, which is the big thing. Because um, they sell it in stores and stuff. And him being a local guy, I was in first grade with his daughter. She was a cyborg. I'm having trouble thinking what this has to do with boys with scarves, Jacob. Was you, We were talking about shark chunks. Well, and that's then you right, said yeah, the place right. on Gravoid. And I'm like, cyborgs. I'm like, oh, I'd love to have him on this show. It's a natural progression. It's an, actually, it was pretty pretty it. kosher. Hey, ask your, what is this, amateur hour? Now, that would be a great sponsor. I get the cyborg sauce to sponsor the show. And then we take that money straight to space. Mm. Um, I love it. Uh, guys, we're getting to a really natural uh, conclusion here, yeah. but I just want to reiterate boys with scarves on all streaming platforms and available for purchase on CD at Euclid Records, Vintage Vinyl, Planet Score. How did you remember you that? Because I asked you four times. <laughs> you only heard it one time and you remembered all of that. Yeah, I asked you four times. I only heard it once, but I'm, I have a pretty good memory once I get in there. And um, the fact that we survived this together and just I really, really appreciate um, your patience and your willingness to do this. I love doing this show, especially when I have um, friends yeah, that you. have something to promote um, is always great because sometimes I have to do this show and there's nothing to promote other than I released a single six months ago. You should go stream. Or whatever. So having something that's kind of it's the album's not brand brand new. It's been out for a few weeks, but the um, again, I can definitely recommend to ev everyone listening that uh, uh, it's definitely worth putting on, giving it a chance to to just figure out what it's all about. Because I think the thing is that um, the freedom of it that was so great is really um, maybe what leaves it kind of in the gray space, maybe in in the cloud or whatever, like we were talking about. And I, but I really feel like that works for it because once people see it and decide to listen to it, I feel like the format makes nothing but sense. And I felt like I never once felt like, oh, this would be so much better if it was a video. I never felt like that. You know what I mean? Nice. So it's nice to hear. Um, yeah, write all this down for your Sounds reviews like that you're not yeah, getting. <laughs> I'll, I'll write you a bunch of reviews and pretend to be different people. Yeah, all these places are so understaffed. Nobody at the RFT has time to say, know. we didn't say that. Right. Nobody here said that. That guy doesn't even work here. You know what I mean? Um. So Boys with Scarves, available everywhere um, that I just described. And Hooch and Daddio out there in the deep uh, cockles of space-time. <laughs> the, um, space the dark web. Is there anything else you guys have coming up or other things you're working on that you want people to know about? Atomic Bell stuff? Well, yeah, I, I've got a, a comic series that just started called The Atomic Bell. Oh, I it's love that. It's a horror that. comic series and uh, published by Red 5, and it's out in stores now. It started last month, and the next issue, issue two comes out next week and it's a four issue series is that at fantasy shop it'd be fantasy shop um anywhere you Planet buy comics score. <laughs> it's not a final oh, okay, score okay, actually sorry. That's, yeah because okay. yeah, that's just usually where i go for my my comic things and I, i'm we're a comic household yeah, we have so, lots of comics yeah fantasy shop has it uh anywhere you, you buy comics and say the much. name again just for my listeners uh the atonement bell uh-huh i love it i love nice. it one edition's out another edition comes out next week Do you, oh, are the those... second issue yeah and the, it'll be collected in trade issue not edition i'm sorry it comes out in april yeah next year yeah loving that i'm loving that yeah. just because you're a comic fan he had a, he had previous comic series as well right yeah i mean butcher queen butcher queen uh black star city butcher well. queen planet of the dead um how many issues do those normally go four issue series uh, nice one. yeah oh i and like that dead palace and actually oscar and i wrote a uh action comedy anthology called the rough and tumble 
Yeah. Are yeah. those, is there like a, there's not like a centralized place to hunt that information down? Is there necessarily? I wish there was. Yeah. If you're looking for the um, the Red Five, the comics that I wrote, you can go to redfivecomics.com. Yeah. And how do you spell your last name? Usley, O-U-S-L-E-Y. That's for my listeners, not for me. I know how to spell it, but I wanted to make sure that <laughs> you're asking me. for a Well, because if people are listening to this on the toilet right now and they feel like, oh, I like comics, this episode was really funny, I'll go check that out. I want them to know how to spell that stuff so they don't know what they're looking for. Um, you got to take yourself to the audience. You got to think, but if I'm on my toilet and I'm full of Xanax right now. Anich, A-N. <laughs> um this is fun man isn't this, is this really great fun. and it guys really i'm fun. totally down to do this again if we start seeing um new things happening with the project or related projects i'd love to anytime absolutely talk about any of those things and then also um if there's certainly we'll keep the audience informed if there's ever an update for um any kind of a live celebration or something that kind of is an expertise of mine so I, if so if that's something we start talking about i'd love to help and uh uh, all that kind of stuff. It was so good to see you two guys again. Absolutely. Yeah, I likewise, so, man. I so appreciate your Honestly, time. Honestly, this was really fun. It's been really fun to, to talk to you. It's been great. Isn't it great? Yeah. Isn't it great? I'm, and I'm I so, really had a good time. I'm yeah. so glad we didn't get murdered. Well, it was on the table. Yeah, it was. We, we have rough. to walk to our cars. That's true. I don't. As soon as you guys are out, fuck y'all. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, guys, this has been Jacob V Weekly. Find boys with scarves all over the place. Find us on Patreon.com/slash Jacob V. We did it. Be safe. <laughs>